What up, world? And welcome to another episode of Black Nerd Fridays. I'm your host, D. Neal. And as always, I got the greatest co-host in the world. I got Kinky Suds herself, and I got the Mr. Refined Black Bearded Nerd, better known to <laughs> the world as Ren. How y'all feeling today? Stupendous. <laughs> I am good. I am very good. You know what we're getting into today. You know what we're getting into today. We're talking about it. I know it's on people's mind. Not really. But <laughs> uh, I'm, just, you know, I'm, throwing, I'm throwing shades and everything out there. But we're talking about Jupiter's legacy, Netflix's rendition. I'm going to call it the CW of the boys. Um, that's what that's what a lot of people have said. And shout, and shout out to the people who coined that, which I think was Frankie. Uh, Frankie, uh, Shout out to Frankie, uh, who does a lot of anime comics. So she definitely coined that or somebody on her live coined that as the CW. I said the WB was the same damn thing. Anyway, we are talking about Jupiter's legacy. Um, And as we do here, we always talk about the good, bad, the ugly. I do my best to remember characters' names, but I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of characters that just were like, I don't really care if I remember your name or not, because it wasn't really about you. You were just kind (laughs) of afterthought. And I'm just keeping it 100. Um, We're going to go through our beer selection, because that's one thing that we have to do for all the people on live. we got to go through the beer selection. We love craft beer here at Black Nerd Fridays. We love anime, comics, manga. We love sci-fi and movies and a whole lot more. But at the end of the day, we always talk about the social construct and how it interprets itself into the shows that we watch. So I'm going to start off with Mr. Refine himself. What are you drinking on, brother? I'm keeping it old school and classic. I got the OG Black is Beautiful from Weathered Souls Brewing. This one right here. That's what I got. I got another little stout on the side, but I don't think I'm going to crack it. It's an older other half one. I'm going to sip on this for right now. Mm, mm. It looks nice. It looks nice. Thank you. Like uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, can you says what you got going on? So You know, I always got a theme with all my beers. So first up, it's going to be called Fairy Nectar, right? Mm. I like the can mm. art on this. I thought it was pretty cool. I picked mm. this one because when you think about you know, the, the drugs that were in there and how it kind of gave you this like whimsical feeling like you were just mm. unstoppable. I thought this would be really good. The other one, and no, let me let me tell you the style. This is a hazy IPA, right? Can you bring it a little closer? I want to, I want the audience to see. Oh, yeah, there we go. Look yeah, at that. Beautiful. You not, I like again, that. Again, says always kills it with the cosplay. And I and I saw that can art and I was like, you've got to zoom into that. you got to show the creativity of how you, know, how, right? how she picks. I mean, like she literally selects the, just yeah, great can art. I have to. And the yeah. other one I picked, I think, goes with a huge theme in this called Love and Mercy. Mm. Love and Mercy. Mm. I think we're gonna cover that just a little bit. But yeah. this one here is a New England double IPA. Okay. So I thought with this one, you know, we kind of touched on it a little bit with about family love, in particular a father's love, mm. when we talked about that last week with Invincible, right? But I think there was another theme about fatherly love in this one, and then also this idea of mercy. But you know, we'll get into it a little bit later. And of course, you know, since I'm class playing, it's Chloe. I gotta have the blue magic. Oh, the blue magic! (laughs) They might not know me, just like they don't know the CEO of General Mills, but they know my product. They know my product. So hold on one second. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go All ahead. And as always, you know, I, I like to I like to always bring at least I, I, I do at least three. Sometimes I go heavy, uh, but the conversations we get into are so just so in depth and so involved and really just so interesting that I 
find myself always missing like at least the last one. Uh, but I, I had to go at least one place, man. Shout out to Buck Wild Brewing Company down here in Oakland, California, Jack London, downtown Oakland, uh, to be exact. And they are a gluten-free brewery. And I know they don't try to promote that as much, uh, but they do have it on the can. And let me get this. There we go. It's a little real shiny, so I'm going to try to. Ooh, it's shiny. Yeah. So Buck Wild Brewing Company. I just got the ring light on me too heavy. But this is a coffee stout. It's a 7.1 ABV coffee stout. And this definitely is a breakfast, uh, definitely a breakfast beer, something that'll keep me awake. I uh, won't have me slouching like the 11 percent or 12 or 13 percent that I do. Um, then I and then I'm going to jump over to Del Cielo again. You know, I didn't really do a lot of beer shopping today. I just kind of hit up whatever brewery was like, hey, stop on by uh, Del Cielo again. Shout out to Del Cielo and this is the Golden State uh the Coffee State excuse me Ooh. and this one is just a it's a Golden uh, Stout 5.5 ABV but definitely yeah. check out Martinez California is where this brewery is at I'm gonna turn it over to this side because that way you can see the logo a lot better uh Ooh. definitely logo right there and last but not least Barrel Brothers out of Sonoma County um dark uh sarcasm porter I've been drinking on this one definitely like the, oh, the yeah. dark fruits on that one and this one's a seven percent as well uh probably gonna go I'm probably going to go the dark fruit, then the coffee, then the golden, just to kind of balance everything out. Um, well, let's get into let's get into the good. Like, I really want to jump into the good. I want to I want to really knock out our good, bad and ugly so we can really have an in-depth conversation about this show. Because I, I was thinking about it last night. Definitely was thinking about it as I was driving uh, back from work. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a lot of things that uh, I want to say. Uh <laughs> about the good, bad, and the ugly of this show. I'm going to start off. I think last time I started off with, with Ren. So I think I'm going to start off with Kinky Says. Let's go with your good. What, 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 is, what is it about Jupiter's legacy that you're like, this is, this is, a, this is a good show? Uh, I was going to make the joke that it ended, but <clears throat> to be all honest about it, um, I do think, <laughs> I do um, yeah. think the types of powers that the individuals had I thought were pretty cool right I thought that you know sure you have a lot of superheroes that can fly but they had some other ones in it I thought were pretty cool um that you know you typically don't see when it comes to any type of super superhero type of show or movie um so I was like that was that was pretty cool um I think the other thing too is I think the other thing for me would be they try to kind of layer in the past with the current. Sometimes it was, you know, I think it was a nice way to kind of see how things were leading up to certain things happening later on in life. But, um, you know, those, those are the only things I really could say that I thought were good. I mean, just the powers that they had and some of the flashbacks that they were doing to kind of really, I think that what I liked about it with the flashbacks is that they kind of layered into real time historical things that happened. So I thought that was pretty cool how to kind of layer that in to show this family dynamic and how they were, you know, dealing with the, you know, uh, current historical thing that happened. I'll wait till later to talk about it, but those are things for me that I think really stood out, but I think I have more of the bad and the ugly to say, but mm, mm. you know, we're going to leave it at that as I sip on my fairy. And cheers, cheers to my co-host. Cheers to everyone watching. Cheers, cheers, y'all. Cheers to everybody who's going to watch on the replay. We do this show because we just enjoy having great conversation and great beer. Yes. yes. All right. So here's my good. My good is I, <laughs> I actually like, <laughs> I like the storyline. Um, there are some things in there that's, you know, kind of funny and funky, I would say. 
But overall, the storyline is very good. And I, me personally, I'm a person who likes to see if they leave room to go to another season. And from what I'm seeing, obviously, they're going to be able to do that. Um, as far as actually showing some gruesome details and goriness, that also intrigued me. And as um, to piggyback off of Kinky Suds, the the dynamic of what's happening now, like, you know, even with us currently and some of the past stuff that they had going on. I like that they was able to relate that. And I'm going to kind of leave it at that because I have more bad and ugly than I have good. So that's my my point right now. Mm, 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 mm. That was a that was a quick good from from Mr. Refine himself. I really thought <laughs> I was getting a little bit more time so I can be like, uh, oh, no, uh-oh, uh-oh, wrong thing right there. Dang it. I messed up on the show already. All right. <laughs> Look at me. See? Fantasy. Anyway. The the good for Jupiter's legacy, and I thought about this a minute, uh, <laughs> is the just the reality of how white men look at the world. <laughs> that was <laughs> was like that was mm. like the best aspect of this show, like and white women too, because white women definitely support these white men's delusional aspects of what reality is, and it was um. Mm. It was definitely a beautiful thing. I loved how Utopia went through what he went through. It was like, it was a smack in the face. And instead of looking at reality for what it was, he literally still was holding on to like, I thought this, this is what it was. And the traumatizing thing that happened to him, it just made it like, I was like, yes, that's, that's a traumatic thing and aspect of what you're going through, but still the show still played it through the mindset of how he envision the world even from the things that he went through after uh the trauma experience that happened and if we do spoiler alerts i have no problem with that so spoiler alert his dad kills himself um and <laughs> it, was like, it, it was like you know yeah. as and and even that and that, that scene within itself of jupiter's legacy with that scene is something that i want to get into a little bit more on the breakdown but right now again i'm gonna get it right this time on my <laughs> on my typings of what we're currently talking about but we're going to be ter- currently talking about uh, the bad, you know, and with the bad, I want to go with Kinky Says. I know she, I know she probably has a lot of ugly going on. <laughs> he says, can we get your bad? Okay, so the bad, I'm going to keep this short because, you know, I know I can go for a long time on this. Bad for me is that stereotypical family struggle dynamic that they always have with individual, like with these type of shows. Anytime you have parents who have these high ideals and their children are struggling with it. It's always, my dad didn't love me enough. My dad wasn't there long, you know, wasn't there for me. It's always the same. I really wish they would change it up a bit and have it where a family actually comes together and like, doesn't have these type of issues. Like there, yes, I know families have their issues. What family doesn't, but I think at the same time, it's like, it just played it up too much. Right. It showed the, the boy, the son, you know, struggling to get his father's acceptance and going, trying to live up to his ideals. You had the daughter who was just like with everything. And she just, she was always fighting against him every single time. Now that was a little bit different because typically it's the, it's the son who's doing it and the daughter's following, trying to follow in the father's footsteps type of a thing. But I just think that that part in itself was just like, okay, that's played out. Let's do something different. But I think the other thing too is just this, this, this idea of, you know, he utopia or utopian, which is so unwilling to change his, his perception or ideals to anything, right? Like he would, 
anything that went against it, he was just like shutting it down, dismissing, not really listening to people. Right. So it was just like, you know, what, why, why not be open to, to things, especially when you have the times that are changing. Right. And you could see that even when he did his flashbacks, how he was so blinded by these ideals that he thought or idea he had of his father that even when the truth was hitting him in the face he was just like i don't want to hear it and his brother kept trying to tell him like dude you're not listening to me you were going off living this fantasy i'm the one trying to keep it together and yes dad screwed over people right and you don't want to hear that like you just don't right so that to me was like you know of course he's blinded by you know his 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 ideals the kids are always struggling and fighting with this and this is stereotypical stuff i'm like dude chloe Girl, you have powers, right? Mm. So you you really can't die. You're rich. You got your own thing going. Come on. Why are you sitting up here getting drunk and high all the time, girl? Oh. Like, what's wrong with you? Even if you don't want to be a superhero, like just well, she want to live that life. She want to live YOLO. All right, I'm, I'm But I mean, honestly, that to me, I thought was kind of just like. And I think the other thing too is like when you look at a lot of the female characters besides Chloe, they weren't really present like they didn't really seem to be any main purpose or focus you know so sure they had lady liberty who was strong but we didn't really get to see enough of her right um or sheldon aka utopian's uh first fiance right so i think it's just like we we saw them but they kind of played more of this like accessory role so you know i got other stuff but that's going to go under the ugly but that's my my short spiel on the bad all right. All right, so go I'm gonna ahead. go with my bad. Yeah. My bad will be. I love how Rand just jumped in there. I could have just yeah, right, just back on you, right into it, just transition <laughs> into it. My bad will be more of the the actual CGI aspects, like like mm. D said. Look, <laughs> I'm thinking of straight up CW version of Supergirl, CW version of um, the Arrow, all that stuff. Now there was some gory elements and stuff that I did like about it, but when you look at the actual. Um, cinematography, et cetera. And you talking about a Netflix series. It it wasn't fitting for me. And I think that took away personally from the show. Now, my other bad to add to it would be, as Kiki Sud said, you have that stereotypical people who have everything in their hands. They have powers, they have money, but yet and still they're complaining and whining and bitching and moaning, excuse my French, yep. about the stuff that really doesn't matter. Oh, he didn't love me. This is not happening. But what does that matter? You already have powers. You already have money. Your purpose in life is to help people who are less fortunate than you. And yet you're mm-hmm. focusing on yourself and how nobody loves you and how you are getting the worst of the worst. You're not getting time with your father. But overall, nobody cares about none of that. You already have your, your abilities. You already have what you were given in birth. And you didn't have to do like other people and struggle and strive. It was handed to you. So mm-hmm. what are you crying for? So that's my bad, pretty much. Like I don't want to keep ripping on it because my ugly is even worse than that. Man, oh. this this is this is uh this is pretty interesting. This is the first time in our in our show's history, <laughs> and this, even though it's early beginning, uh, <laughs> and Ren have been like on the same line of uh, one character. To be honest, I, I, I'm impressed. I am definitely impressed. I, I, the bad for me, the bad for me is just, and I think they're going to work on this on season two. You really just didn't get an in-depth sense of other characters. And when I say other characters, I mean other characters that are a part of uh, the union. <laughs> uh, and really, um, and I understand why they named it that and, and that ties into um, 
ties into I can't, I mean, Utopia's uh, uh, perspective of what happened with his father and the, working at the steel mill and how everything just got. And again, it's to Kisa's point is talking about the, in 1929 going to 1930s. And it, and it shows a little bit of like the outside world and what it was going through, but it's still shaping that narrative around Utopia. And again, you can correct me and let me know what his name is, but I'm just going off of Utopia. Um, and Sheldon. yeah, Sheldon. <laughs> Sheldon is his name. So Sheldon. And I was just, um, I wanted to get more from different characters. Like, I think that <clears throat> like when um, uh, Power, when they went through uh, towards the uh, season ending and they went to every character potentially could have killed Ghost, you know, spoilers on everything. If you haven't watched Power, I don't know what to tell you. But um, <laughs> it was just, it was like each character, I didn't, you know, I got I got tired of that, but I would have loved to get the aspect of the only black superhero who was on the show. Uh, and then all the other characters, I wanted to get more in depth, especially Sheldon's brother. What's Sheldon's brother's name, uh, King Sets? Walter. Yeah. Wal- love Walter. Matter of fact, but, one of but the- hold on. Before you even go further, do y'all know his actual superhero name? No, not at all. Exactly. I know it, but that's the sad thing. His name was Brainwave. Why do wow. we not know that? I don't even. And that skipped skip probably right right over me. I just was like, this dude's got the weakest telepathic powers ever. I thought until the until mm-hmm. the show continued. Mm-hmm. But um, right. no, that's definitely the bad for me. Is the really the aspect of like open up to other characters? It was so focused on Sheldon and his journey, and I understand that. But it was like you're. I think he missed, and that's what I'm gonna get to on that ugly part. I think it was a misstep of how the the other people in the group uh, felt and even actually how that tied into them being on that journey. And I'll get to that in my ugly. So now that we've talked about the good, uh, we're talking uh, we're talking about the bad. And again, I'm about to take this off real quick. One second as I jump it off, because I know we live, so I don't want to mess it up again. <laughs> we're going to <laughs> go to the good old ugly. And I'm going to let Kinky Suds go. I'm going to put the camera on you, Kinky Suds. Mm. Talk. Listen. You talk. Listen, I said this when it came to Invincible. <laughs> when you have black characters on the show, right? Again, why... Must they be limited? Like in this one, the way that he was able to get Fitz into the fold, right? He used to work at the steel mill, right? And, you know, spoilers, his father had screwed over the workers, right? Mm -hmm. Multiple times. And multiple times and in a big way right before the market crashed. And both him and his father were kind of trying to defend Sheldon when he went to tell them that they had to close down the plant, right? Cool. And then Sheldon, because he had this this vision, figured, hey, I need to get Fitz in on this because he was in my vision. And he goes and tries to recruit him for this, right? And he's playing on this idea of, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lifetime, you know, chance of a lifetime. You get to help out your father and, and blah, 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 right? He's trying to lure him in. And, you know, again, they had it where, again, they were they were just, he was limited because even once he got his powers, and we see him for most of the show, where, what is he in? A wheelchair. And so for me, I'm like, we don't really get to see him really excel in his powers right and again he he has a daughter who 
you know, again, we get to see her fight a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, we don't get enough airtime as far as I'm concerned. Right. So for me, it's just, again, it's that you have these black characters, they feel more like an accessory. They're here again, defending the white man. Of course, I understand the time era, but again, it was just like, again, why do we always have to have that? Right. And out of all the characters, that we see who have their powers from the, the golden age, as I like to call them, you know, he, he has some type of, he's, he's in a wheelchair and he's kind of disfigured. Right. So that to me didn't really sit well with me. I think the other, the part two, it's like I said, just the whining that the kids were doing, it just got on my nerves. And I think the other thing as well, it's just that they were like, like you've brought up D it's just, they're so focused in on Sheldon that we really didn't get to see enough of the other characters. And like with George, like, his whole thing like they kind of hinted at him but not enough to let me know really what was he trying to do like you know just like how did he even get into the power position that he was in with all of his money kind of a thing you know what it was like they kind of hinted at it but not enough mm, and good, good point and i'm trying to remember like we know who his kid is but i'm trying to remember did they even cover how he came about like because when you look at his kid and you look at george you go okay uh What's going mm-hmm. on with that, right? Like, I want to say, mm-hmm. say the kid's black, but he's racially right. ambiguous. But go ahead. Right, but I, I'm like, right, I'm trying yeah. to figure out exactly, like, and I'm trying to remember because I'm, 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 it's, you know, fading for me, but I don't really remember if they talked about who the mother is, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what, what is that about? So, of course, he's trying to leave things open for season two. I get it. But it's just like, at a certain point, it's like, let's just get over this stupid stuff of like the father having these issues with his kids. Let's get more utilization out of the black characters and let's just get more character development out of the other guys instead of just focusing on the white people. That'd be nice. <laughs> That's just me. Oh my God. Yo, why, <laughs> is it that, why is it that we are on the same page with a lot of our uh, opinions <laughs> and aspects? Like, we like right on track. So, my ugly is this they had fits. We know he had powers, right? The brother was fast, but we don't know if that was a legitimate power because you had what's the other guy's name? Power Rod, who had the yep. rod, which was eventually passed down to uh Hutch, which was the son mm-hmm. of Sky Fox. He had the the uh power rod, so you can speak into the power rod and it will let you go wherever you ask it to take you, loft, mm-hmm. and it'll take you there. So they're fighting over a chair, and he gets to the chair first. Uh, power Rod does. So my question is, what power did Fitz actually have? Because he never displayed any of that. Why was he disfigured? Like, he had a scar along his face. He's in a wheelchair. And then he's sitting there trying to coach his daughter. Yeah, you got to mm-hmm. fight through the fear. But what fear did you fight through? Because I see you sitting in a wheelchair. Being now, black. Step a little bit. <laughs> what the hell is going on in general with Sky Fox, right? We know Sky Fox and Sheldon are best friends. And we're talking about the two main characters. Sky Fox, I can't remember his real name, uh, which is neither here nor there. Um, that's Sheldon's best friend. Why is it that he is now the biggest supervillain ever? And they don't even tell you why he is or where that came from. All they tell you is, oh, yeah, Sky Fox went left. And they have his, his mask in the uh, little box chamber sort of thing um on display mm-hmm. what the hell is going on here there's too many holes in the story they got the black characters looking weak as hell and it's just looking it's looking crazy right now and i'm really not liking it now my other pet peeve with that my other ugly i'm gonna say what is the problem with them showing 
any sort of development going on with any of the characters because the only person they seem to focus on is Sheldon. This dude has the biggest delusions and the biggest <laughs> sort of uh, things happening mentally, and everybody's like backing him up. And to me, it's the stereotypical, you know, I'm a white guy, everybody's gonna help me out. Why is everybody catering to his needs? Like, what, what's going on here, man? It's just it's a lot of questions that I need answered, and I feel like they didn't answer for me. And yeah, they're gonna lead into season two. But will I check it out? I honestly don't know because I didn't have anything that left me saying, yeah, I want to watch this because it was too many holes in the story. Way too many holes. And to sum it all up, they were arguing about stuff that happened, you know, let's say five years prior, like Sheldon and and, uh, Walt were arguing about stuff that happened five years prior on their path to get these gifts. Why were they still debating about this stuff? And then after that, you find out some other stuff, which I'll leave until D discusses his ugly butt. It just, it wasn't a good look for me. I'm going to say that. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. This is, uh, this is good. <laughs> I, you know, I was very pessimistic on our um, uh, Yasuke uh, review. So I like how you two are <laughs> fire and all the smoke. Um, yeah, this, this is a beautiful thing. My ugly was really the, this is who you give the powers to. Like, I mean, this, this, uh, this Island where everyone's being tested and they're all being, uh, they're all being tested. But even when they see the other, uh, uh, I I guess call them trainees or the other people who were picked for this, these gifts and these powers, it was like, this is who you give the powers to. And not only that, like, why does Utopia have the power to negate everybody else's power? Like, I just like that. Like, even Superman doesn't have the power to negate everybody else's power. I, I mean, mean Bat- Batman kind of does, but I was about to say that's the only person. Batman, Batman just need somebody just can creep up on Batman, and it's a wrap. You know what I mean? Like, he, but I mean, you he creep up on him. <laughs> yeah, well, he can have Thank all the powers in the in uh prep time that he wants to. But like, like I said, man, is it? Uh, the fifty cow go go far. <laughs> I mean, hey, he should. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a fact, Batman. Like, unless he in an armored vehicle and all that stuff, the bulletproof. But anyway, my point with the ugly was just that I really, and I know they'll do this in the show. Like, it's not that I dislike the show. Like, I want to see season two. Um, it, but it's just that that aspect of like that whole step of the powers and even the conversations were still. It was all Sheldon. Um, Walt and George. And again, I like how George was shown like this uh, white man who seemed to have it all. But reality was that whatever money that he had, he didn't know what he was doing with it. <laughs> he just he just had it and then he lost it. And but but he still had it, it was like it still was just in that world. But anyway, my, my main ugly is just how that whole transition or our, our, our <clears throat> journey to get in the powers. And it was like the beings that provide the powers. I'm like, these are the people who are, um, uh, should get the powers. Like everything that's going out through the, the whole species known as the human species. And this is who you give the powers to. Like, you don't see any, you don't see anything that you're, you're not watching the world as a whole and seeing how colonization, death, murder, all these things, just even before colonization always happened in some shape, way or form. But it's like you see all this from the human beings and and it's just like there's greatness. You you pass the test because you didn't go batshit crazy like the other guy who, who lived the longest. And it's in. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like I mean, that, 
that was it. That was the test. Like, and you just I mean, they said they had diversity. Believing, I mean, but you know, shout out, shout out to Sheldon for doing that because, hey, man, he was he could he could have created a business. I mean, facts. Like, he definitely got that entrepreneurial spirit. He saw a vision, and he was like, the dream is the, the dream is real. You just gotta yeah. believe, and they believe. I, <laughs> they believe. I'm gonna say, but you know what? They'll say, well, we had some level of diversity. We had a woman, and we had a black yeah. man. So there's uh-huh. your level of diversity right there. And you go, but like, wait. But even, with that, but even with that, and I'm glad we can talk more a little bit more depth. I'm going to take this, uh, take it off because now we're just really going into the main um, topics of how we feel. Even with that, I like how it, it really focused on the times. And in that time, in the 1920s, I mean, like for the woman editor and yeah, they had it. And I think a lot of times with these shows, what a lot of people don't like about certain shows is that it's like, okay, now you're throwing in everybody. You're throwing in black people. You're throwing in Asians, the women, the LGBTQI plus. You're throwing everybody in. And it's like, does it fit the story? And I think for this one, for this show, it fit the story, but it fit the story again in that Superman S CW uh, WB or CW type of feel, but it still fit the timeline from the perspective of a white male's perspective, which was Sheldon, Walt, and George. Like, and that, that I, had no, I had no problem. I had no problem with that because again, that's just what it was. That's what I enjoy so much about the show. Like the pain and the strife and the struggle he was going through because some entity literally was just in his brain making him see his dead father, which I love the fact how they just had his father like just face busted open and like just showing that. It was like, this is great because like nothing... Out of all the things that's going on in the world, people people dying, getting hung, losing their life, lynched, all this stuff like that. You know, all these workers who worked hard for you and now they don't have two pennies to rub together and they have food bank lines, which they showed a little bit of. Um, but he had to go way out to Arkansas, wherever the hell he went to, to uh, to go <laughs> to go see that. It was like, again, that reality. And I think a lot of times with our social structure is like that's what it is. A lot of us, we're all focus on what it is that we do and we don't look at the world as a whole or humanity as a whole. And we are, we're taught not to because they're like, well, you can't change that. And reality is we can. <laughs> uh, and even, and even with Sheldon or Utopia's journey to get through this stuff out of his head or just go to what this thing is calling him to go to, he still wanted to build a world that wasn't, wasn't looking at reality. And I love that fact. I love how it was not, it, it just really was constantly showing them that it's like, your reality is not the reality. Mm-hmm. Like he couldn't, yeah. even, he, couldn't, he, couldn't, he couldn't even remember anybody's name outside of their superhero name. Fact. He didn't know anybody's name. Like he, I mean, the one thing I love about the show is he literally had his psychiatrist, uh, spoiler alert, his psychiatrist was a guy that has been trying to kill him for super max. years. I love super it. max. He I used to visit him at Supermax. Yeah. I love that. I love how he was talking to him. He was like, where else am I going? I was like, I love this. And he was breaking it down to him so easily. And he still was like, yeah, you know, there's, it's like no one, it's just so hard for me. They just don't understand. And then everybody's trying to just make a lawless world, but again, not being in politics and we're not political, but this country's great. It was so funny to me. And I loved it. I loved every moment of just that. Me- Go ahead. Let me add to that, and I'll, I'm gonna let Denise speak her speech. Because I'm sure she's probably on the same line as me. <laughs> First off, you talking about um, a white guy whose father took the pensions of the workers to expand their actual company, right? Because they oh, were looking to expand, and and this is what Walt. Oh, said. Oh, no, 
My bad, cut you off. When his when his brother Walt, when Walt said, "This is not a good idea." Yes. Well, he took that money and he expanded the company, and obviously the uh, stock market crashed, and in, in turn you had the Great Depression. So now they're technically broke because you're talking about wealthy people. They weren't the Carnegies, they weren't the Rockefellers, um, but they were the uh, Samsons. That's who their company was, Samson Steel. So the father committed suicide because he did some dirt. Instead of him facing his consequences, he killed himself, which is what you know white people normally do. They don't want to take the responsibility. That's what he did, right? <laughs> So whoever chose these guys to get their superpower, they chose the sons of two privileged kids. Mm. I mm. don't I don't understand it. I don't get that at all. And I thought I was messed up. Now, you again are talking about everybody in the world is suffering. These people aren't suffering. They already have money. Yes, they mm. lost their father tragically. I understand that. But now you're giving them gifts because of what? What was the reason to give them the ability to get these superpowers? And this dude was delusional. Like um, mm. Sheldon was going off the rails. Now, if you know him, you might say, yeah, I got your back. But if you don't know him, you're like, man, this dude crazy as hell. So you are <laughs> following his dreams. You're following him to wherever he wants to go. And then in turn, he gets superpowers. It doesn't make sense to me. So now you gave a crazy dude superpowers, which me personally, if that was me, I'd be like, man, get sit your crazy butt down somewhere like I'm not following you all the way across the world, all of a sudden, just because you're you know what I'm saying? Atlantic Ocean, the hell? Yeah, so they pretty much are contributing to what we typically see in society right now. And that is, okay, you have a rich family. So let's say a rich person does a crime, whether it's the father, the son, whoever, they kind of just let it slide because of who it is. And it's kind of metaphorical to me that someone could do everybody wrong that works for him. I think Wells Fargo had a similar situation where they took the pensions and did et cetera with it. So you did the, the these people dirty and then in turn you kill yourself and now your sons get a gift that it doesn't make sense to me. I was kind of angry with that aspect and I thought that it didn't make sense at all. So that's my two cents yeah. on the speaker of speech. Okay. Mm. I'm going to add to that. First uh, off, the one thing when you talk about uh, CGI, the other thing for me when you talk about how it kind of came off a little bit CW-ish, when you think about the father falling off of the building that he was on, like he just said, hey, I'll see you down there, which I mm-hmm. thought was kind of funny when he said that. I laughed a little bit at that. I, I know it was supposed <laughs> to be dark, but I was just like, oh, that's a good one. But um, when he fell down, you saw the picture in the newspaper, right? That face was unrecognizable, right? Like the sight that he was at. When he was coming back and messing with Walt, and I, yeah, with, with Sheldon, I should say, not Walter, but with Sheldon, his face was pretty pretty good. I mean, he had one little side that was messed up, but I'm like, dude, falling from that height, you should have nothing that's recognizable at Facts. this point, right? Like it should be his face is so messed up that all you hear is more of his voice. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just sound kind of durable because dude hit the ground, right? But that's little things here and there, right? But I do think you're right when you think about it. You have this kid, this this the these individuals who the world basically has crashed because the market in the U.S. has crashed at this point, and everybody's struggling. You don't really see that, right? But you know because you're talking about the Great Depression, the beginnings of it, where everything just went kaput. But when you look at individuals like Sheldon, like Walt, especially George, I'm like, they're not hurting. Clearly, they may not be on the same level, like you said, like the Rockefeller or Carnegie, 
but they're still doing okay because they still had staff. They still mm-hmm. had this large house. So mm-hmm. they weren't really hurt. I mean, you had George sit there and have his staff cook at various degrees, a hundred different eggs. And every day he would have him do this and he would pick a number and say, I think I'll go with 75 today. Oh, I'll try 56 today and give 18 to the lady. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What do you do with all the other eggs? Do they get eaten? Or are you just throwing them out because they weren't the, to the, the temperature that you wanted? And it's like, it's the excess. Right. But it's like, it's the waste. It's the waste of it all. It's that, we are here, everybody else, whatever. We're here, and we're going to keep this here. You get what I'm saying? Like, even in mm-hmm. the future, when you come to modern times, right, you really didn't see other people. Like, you saw them a little bit when they went to the club scene, but they were showing a younger generation of superheroes that were coming up, right? But it was very short, very, very short. And I think the thing is, is that, you know, this idea of, like, especially with Chloe. Like, Chloe, sure, she's having her fun and whatnot, right? Spoiled, but right? Spoiled. She's spoiled. Very spoiled, right? And I, she had some parts I had to agree with her on. Like, telling her brother, dude, quit trying to chase after. He doesn't care about you. He wasn't there for <laughs> us when we were kids. Why do you continue to try and please him? Now, I agreed with her on that because the father was like, look, you... You, you, he. I mean, he wasn't to the point of like Omni Man, where Omni Man was like, "Look, if I need to restart, I will restart." <laughs> he wasn't to that point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he was just like, I, and he would have these thoughts, and you would hear it. He's never going to be ready. I'm sorry, you know the boy can hear you. You know the, you know your brother can hear what you're saying, and he's. You could tell he didn't care. He didn't give two shits. Like he didn't care, and that to me tells tells me that. Why would you choose him to be the leader of something? Mm-hmm. Have these delusions, and at the same time, you have family, you have friends, and you don't give us flying fuck about. It. Like I don't understand mm-hmm. it. Like, I don't understand why you would have someone like that, right? Like when you think of the leaders, like like if you think about how Iron Man is in the Marvel universe, right? Sure, he has his his little ticks about him, right? But at the same time, he was about <clears throat> being loyal, right? Mm-hmm. So like when you had it in Civil War, and he's sitting there saying, "I don't know who killed my parents." And then he finds that a Captain America knew, and he like, so you you choose him over me, and we've been. <clears throat> can I? Can we? Can we talk just real quick? That is facts. Because you know I'm saying when I watched that, I was like, Iron Man killed both of them. I don't care what go on because he chose I... he chose he chose his friend who had been killing people, and he know he'd been killing people, and still letting them kill people, and he knew you killed your parents too. for years. You know what I'm saying? He knew this for years, and he and I, and it's the fact that how Iron Man looked at him. And when that shit, that mask came down, I said, oh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> but this is the thing for me. It's like when you think about the the loyalty, like when he when his son killed the 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 uh, black clone star. of the super, uh, black star, right? He was like, dude, he was about to go nuclear. What do you expect me to do? And he's like, you're supposed to like beat him down, throw him into that. I'm like, that's too much. He was already the, kicking everybody's ass. That's how the black superhero got in the wheelchair in my perspective. But go ahead. Continue. You get what I'm saying? And so it's like this idea of, well, we're, we're supposed to show what? We're supposed to show mercy. Mm-hmm. Screw that. He's about to wipe out everybody on that little spot. Everybody. And anybody in the surrounding area, take them out. Take them mm-hmm. out. So it's like, it's this idea for me. It's just like, like you said, he had these blinders on. And he's like, I don't care what anybody has to say. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. He didn't care about how his father was screwing over people. And I'm like, my part for me is when he tried to get fits in. 
He's like, I'll give you six months to pay up front and make sure your family's taken care of. I'm like, did he follow through with that? Because we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know if he really did. That was never said, right? Like, sure, of course, Fisk was like, pay me up front. But after that, did, was the family taken care of? Mm-hmm. What happened with that, right? right. Um, and then the other thing, too, was like with Lady Liberty, it was like you could tell she was just there just because. Mm. There were, it didn't to me didn't feel right. like there was a love dynamic between them because how they started, mm-hmm. she wrote the piece about what his father did. Mm-hmm. The other lady that he had, Jane or Janie, she loved him. Yeah, she went out looking for him. She yep. called Walt and said, "Walt, something's not right. I need help." She told mm-hmm. George, "Look, you can screw it up. I understand what you're trying to do, but you screwed up by bringing this back into my house. Like, what are you doing?" So it's like if you were so close with George, why did you guys fall apart? You know, Walt always had your back. Why are you always giving him such a hard time? You know, your son loves you, but you don't, you keep calling him weak. You want your daughter to step up, but you keep calling her insignificant and, and just not ever going to like she's just spoiled, you know, damaged goods. Right. You don't show your wife any type of love and you open up to a guy who's been trying to kill you for 20 years. Oh, hmm. Before you go any further, I, my personal opinion is I think Sky Fox is the one who put Fitz in that wheelchair. Sky Fox, mm. gee, we don't know what's going on with him. And um, I think Brainwave might be tying in with that, too, because after you find out his role in it all, which I'm going to leave quiet again, okay. I think Sky Fox put uh, Fitz in that wheelchair. That's my opinion. I think Walt did it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah <laughs> I a, think Walt did I, it. That's a fact. I, I honestly... Uh, now <laughs> with that conversation, really for for everyone watching and also on the replay, it really just shows you again back to my point of why I like the the good part about the show. It really shows the delusionality of a white man who literally, like, literally has been in a place where he's like, I don't know what's going on with this country, and he, and I and I definitely did like how the black dude was like, oh, like yeah, it's just not the same anymore. And like bullshit, bro, it's been the same. Yo, you 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 was almost hung for you and your daddy going to go look for a job. Like, yeah, been the yep. been the same, and not only has it been the same, like the reality is that you don't even know these kids' names. Like, they are literally following some creed and and code, which I want to ask you all about as well. Uh, it's like they're following this code or this conduct, and you're really not. <clears throat> you, you're you're watching people die left and right because not everybody has the same powers as you. Not everybody can negate all the powers for all the people who are part of the union as you can, which, again, back to my point of the ugly. Like, I don't understand why that entity gave this man who just uh, all the power and then like, oh, you can negate everybody's power. You can negate Walt's brainwave situation, his uh, telepathy and all that stuff. And I'm just like, it is hilarious. And I just laughed. I enjoyed it because I was like, I love the fact that you still are like. I, I'm trying to save lives and and every and like you, we don't kill, we don't kill. It just sounds like it sounds he like grown up, it like, he Bat- mature. Yeah. like it sounds like Batman to me. It sounds like uh, Superman to me. Like Wonder Woman ain't about that life, but she just does it because everybody else is. And like I love the fact that he was just going through what he was going through. That's all I gotta say. You know, that. you know, the one thing I will add to it is that it just proves further. Like when they talk about. Hey, do you want to do time travel? Mm. As a black person, this just proved even more. Like, no, I don't need to go to the past. Unless right. we're going like way in the past. Like, let me go see what dinosaurs look like. Mm-hmm. But I mean, other than that, mm-mm. that at that, mm-mm. like, I, yeah. I think the other thing for me too is 
you know, when you think about you have supervillains and how they keep stepping up the game about things, right? In the comics, like you brought up about like how you just said like with Wonder Woman and Superman and stuff. Superman was all about let's not kill. Batman was also about let's not kill. Wonder Woman was like, that's why I don't have enemies because I deal with them. That's what she said in the comic. Okay. She kills people. She eliminates. You, you're not going to keep having people coming back. Okay. Because this is how you keep having the same thing over and over again. This is why the Joker keeps causing more and more havoc as it goes on. Right. And so this idea of putting them into a Supermax jail. Right. Can like, we, what happens when you run out we, of space? Can we talk about can we talk about the Supermax jail and Jupiter's legacy and the fact of like where's all this money coming from? Hey, uh, you know, uh the team's living on a farm. <coughs> Utopia is nice one farm, thing, by the way. One of the things Beautiful that I, farm, you know, one of the things that I laughed about is he's like, We don't kill, but you got a niece, a niece who's a, a contract assassin, a <laughs> kill for mm-hmm. her. She's murking she's murking people left and right. You don't do that. Um your daughter is like borderline about to kill people. Like she literally the guy who uh, the guy who could stop time, which I thought was fire. Like, time. Right? like that was like to me, that was like probably the, the best power. She uh, punched period. him out through it all. I was like, yeah, yes, he's the there. Period. I'm like, you literally could stop time and then select who you stop time for. They didn't even they just threw. He's just a throwaway character. And I'm like, That's this what is I'm saying. He he's has, too insignificant. Yeah, I was like, he's too insignificant, but has the strongest power. Period. Like the strongest power. I mean, he probably couldn't kill Utopia with that, but I'm just saying this is fire. He like get out the way though. Yeah. Yeah. Get out yeah. But <clears throat> one of the things I, I do want to ask, because I want to just get more in depth with the show instead of just our personal gripes, uh, <laughs> is, is really the aspect of like what the society looks like, what what this whole code uh, is really about. Uh, did you did you get a sense that when people were mentioning to um, to Utopia like, that, hey, man, this is not working? Like, yeah, I was going to say. How do, you, how do you think society was, was doing? Because the villains was killing people like for real. They was killing a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Like, this was like, what were your thoughts on, on that? Like, did you want to see more of the society like what they did when he, they were at their press conference and they were just like, well, we dying out here. What y'all doing? Like, y'all got all this power. But y'all keep putting people in jail, but they keep they you putting people in jail, but you can't jail all the villains that's killing people. The people that's getting murdered and robbed and everything. And you still not doing you're not you can't be all places at once. And that's one of the key things that I really enjoyed about the show as well. You know, Utopia is like, I got to stay this. I got to stop this asteroid from saving the world. But people getting murked <laughs> left and right around you. Like, how did y'all feel about that? I'll let I didn't that. like that. That code at all. I think that. Maybe back in the 1930s when they got it, it was it was um, good for them. But here <laughs> in 2021 or 2020, whatever year they're displaying, it's good for nothing. Um, mm-hmm. If you think about the amount of supervillains that or villains that were killing people, like they lost, I'm going to say, five people. Just yeah. in one battle with Black Star. No, it was mm-hmm. four. It was four people in a battle with Black Star. So that was four of the next generation. This wasn't the OGs, the Skyboxes, the brainwaves the utopias this was the young ones next in line so you lost four of them and you're still trying to stay in this cold now when it comes to society a lot of people wanted to change that because people were a little upset like yo listen they're killing y'all so if they're killing y'all they'll probably do the same thing to us mm. now i'm kind of equating that to reality i seen an article today um that my wife showed me and it was saying that they are now giving um 
offenders. I don't know if they're nonviolent, which most likely it is. They're giving offenders half off sentences if they take the COVID vaccine. Mm. So put this into uh, perspective, right? You are allowing, and I'm not talking about uh, the offender situation. You as a superhero are allowing villains to get off after just killing somebody. When are you going to lay the law down? And I personally think that the only person who's going to start changing that would be the next generation. And unfortunately, that's the one who you keep saying is not ready. It's going to be Paragon that's going to start knocking heads off because you already killed Blackstar. We just yes. get that. And can we talk? And that leads into the point that I'm making. I wanted to talk about when you were talking, as far as Paragon, his son, literally choosing to save his father and the rest of the people around him, mm-hmm. then let God just explode because you're not killing. And the best, one of the best scenes to me is when Utopia. It looked like Utopia was about to kill uh, uh, Blackstar. It looked like it when they were in the jail. And he's fighting. But reality was he was tightening his fist up and he said, I wouldn't have let you die. He lying. And we know that his code. And remember, the the, even the the villain that was trying to kill him for 20 years before, even before all that happened, they were having this conversation about, you know, your code and what what does it really mean? And, And really that literally if they just did a snippet of like Utopia talking to the villain that was in the Max prison and they were talking about his fil- his feelings and perspective, you literally would have got a better in-depth story than all the back, uh, the, 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 uh, um, the flashbacks and stuff. Flashbacks, they were doing. Thank you. The flashbacks and all that, you would have got, you would have got so much more depth in that aspect. And I love that fact. I hope that they, in season two, if they have a season two, because some people are like, yay, some people are like CW and, the boys and all that. I hope that in season two, they, they focus more on that character, the villain, and that he doesn't try to like get free and kill Utopia. I hope it's more so He's like, I hope it's more so the conversation of like, you really understand that you're, you're living in a fantasy world and mm-hmm. like people are dying left and right. And he's t- <laughs> he told him that bluntly and he still was like, but no, this is the way it is because his insignificant feeling of my daddy lied to me. And he and he and he hurt people. And I thought America was great, even though I'm not going to be political, but I'm still going to have a home base in this country and all make America great again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Listen, look, look, let me let me let me go to your whole. I got to go to the part about the jail. As far Mm. as I'm concerned, if they're in modern times, right, one would say if you think a normal human who has committed a crime, who's on death row, who's sentenced to death should die. Right. Then why wouldn't you kill a supervillain in the same way? Mm. Right. Mm. Like depending on the on the on depending on the crime that they've committed, you can do the same thing. There can be a gradient Mm. where if you're in a certain level, sure, you stay in Supermax because you're a villain. Right. Maybe you can even do something where they did like with Suicide Squad. You committed a crime. But hey, if you work for us. You're not in jail, but you're not free either. You could do something like that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, for the ones who are doing more, more, you know, um, higher crimes, so to speak, crimes that kill more people or, or really on the on the level of mass extinction, then yeah, you should eliminate them, right? Like because they have no regard for life. They're like, I have my one mission. Very delusional, like how Utopian is. Um, you need to you need to eliminate it because there's going to come a point where you're going to start running out of space mm. in a supermax. Mm-hmm. It always happens. You see this yep. in regular jails. It's the yeah. same thing that's yep. going to happen. 
right? It's, well, it's going to happen. He's gonna build more, can he? He's going to tell them that they got to build more, more. And that's another thing that, what again, that's why I want to see a season two because nope. I, love, I love, let me, I, I'm just kidding. I, I, I know, I know we're going, I know we're going to, we almost, we only like eight minutes left or so. Hold on, before you, before you speak your speech, let me say this. I think they should have a season two, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt was the one behind everything. Mm-hmm. See that? So you have to Spoiler. give us uh, – yeah, there you go. You have to give us information in this next season as to what's going on. And then you even think about that little clone Black Star that was made, that mm-hmm. Walt is the one who made him. And then you think back further, right? Walt is – the one who was acting like he couldn't control him mentally. You made this guy. You put the watch of your father inside the body. How mm. can you sit there and act like you can't control him or you can't go into his mind and beat him, et cetera? So they need to have a season two to at least fill up these holes and these gaps. So mm. that's it. Well, that was key. And can we talk about, you know, how Walt is making it seem like he's not that strong? And uh, yeah, I know Utopia, just like when Utopia grabbed the, the, um, the rod that'll take you anywhere. Like oh, when he yeah, that was cool. And got the power power rod. Rod. <clears throat> yeah, the power rod. When he grabbed the power rod and it just and it fizzled out, it went red instead of going blue and transferring you wherever. Like I love the fact how they made it seem like Walt couldn't reach his mind, but Walt is a lot stronger than he puts on the to be. Like he literally the Walt the, is my favorite character, by the way. Yeah, hands down, hands down. Because he was, <laughs> because he just didn't have a it wasn't this fictional idea of the world. And I love it. He was like, why, you know, back to King says point, like while you were out there getting put in Harvard and everybody likes you, I'm in here pretty much. I'm behind the scenes making everything work so that you could, you could go to go to Harvard and all that. And, it, and really he was like, this is the, the breakdown that Walt did about the Rockefellers and all of them and how they were all fighting for dominance and how they were just like, it's a doggy dog world. Like they just waiting for us to mess up so they could buy us out. And like, and he was like, we did some things that you wouldn't, you wouldn't respect. But can again, because dad, you were his favorite. You, you know, the tall son, the more muscular son, the pretty boy. Like you, you were, you were what your dad wanted to to symbolize as the Samson brand. I got reality. Yeah. Is, reality is, is this is what it was. So I just enjoyed. I love. I want more of those conversations. I think when Utopia, when. When Walt found out that none of his powers worked on Utopia, when 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 that was established, I think, and I, maybe they'll talk about that. But when that was established, I really think that the the aspect of Walt really started to go to the left because he was not he, Utopia is a half measure, just like a lot Mm-mm. of his superheroes that we look at. But I'll let you go ahead. Go ahead. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna cut in here real quick. Go ahead. Walt. I know y'all love Walt. I love Walt. Walt. Also got on my nerves. Just like Selden was very delusional, Walt was to a certain extent. It's like if you knew your father was a piece of, you know, like he was terrible, right? You knew what he was doing. Why continue to stay there? If you know Sheldon was delusional and you don't agree with his methods, why go through all the trouble of doing it? Why wait till now to try and crumble the empire? Why go along with it? Think about this. No, Let's let's go on a simplistic level. How many people do you know in life right now, just personally that you know, that don't necessarily get along with their parents, but they want their parents' acceptance and approval. Let's mm. just ask that basic okay. question right there. I'm going to say this again. I'm going to say this again. When you're in a position where you mm-hmm. have power, where you've got money, yeah. right? You have more of a chance to be on your own than other people. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Like, I understand if you're kind of financially strapped and yeah. you need that from your family yeah. or 
you know, you're in a situation where you're going to be in a disadvantage in society. Yeah. But Walt was a white man during that time. He didn't need to say, and even after the Great Depression, when his father was gone, he could have done his own thing, but he chose not to. He mm-hmm. chose to still go with his brother. He still chose to follow him in his delusion. So as far as I'm concerned, right, mm-hmm. and even whatever happened between Sky Fox and Utopian, we don't know what happened. He didn't choose to go with Sky Fox, even if he agreed with why he left, right? We don't know what the reason is, but you continue to stay with him. You continue and you see how he's treating your nephew. And yet you're just like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, you know how your father was when it came to his kids. Listen. And you're seeing the same thing happen with Utopian or Sheldon doing to his kids. And you're not stopping it? Walt knows exactly what he's doing. Exactly. And that even includes following his brother, even though his brother's making bad decisions. Walt is manipulating um, the son. What's his name? Brandon. He's manipulating him behind the scenes. I promise you. In season two, I know he is, even though they make it seem like Chloe's going to be the next villain and stuff, I personally think that Paragon might be that guy because um, Walt is manipulating. He's very intelligent and he can create a false sense of reality around Mm -hmm. you. He even did it to his daughter and took her out, right? That so was you have to ask yourself. Can we talk about that with the last four minutes? Can we talk about how savage this man gotta be? Oh, he's and a beast. What, and that's what and that's yeah. what I, I'm not saying I wasn't saying uh uh kinky just on the fact of family. I'm talking about the fact that Walt was positioning himself because he likes being the puppet master as you know, and let me shout it me takes share. too long. Okay. Do what you need uh, to do. If was, you can change reality, reality. Like, not, yeah. only, not, not only not only was he the puppet master, he enjoyed the chase. He enjoyed the thrill of the battle, and he talked about that with his, with his, with Sheldon when he was talking about their dad and how they had to fight the Rockefellers off and, and the Fords and all that. Like he literally was, and the Vanderbilt, excuse me. He literally was like, "This is a battle, and like you're not, you're not built for this." And really, Sheldon Utopia, he's not. He's not. Built. And and that's why I like Walt as a character. I'm not saying he has any uh, morality and whatever sense of morality. I think. I like the fact that he's like, this is my this is my objective and I'm going to do it because at the end of the day, yeah, I may not be able to physically be my brother. I may not be able to use my te- telepathy to be my brother. But what I can do is I can alienate him to the point where he's not he's not invincible, you know, pun intended. He's not he's not. invincible. <laughs> uh, but re- reality is, is that he needs to be in a, in a place probably mentally to where everything is fatiguing him to where Walt can do the things that he wants to do because at the end of the day it's not that he wants to kill his brother he just wants his brother to be to the point where it's like oh i can just use him manipulate him in a way to where he doesn't have that resolve just eliminate him yeah he, just eliminate he him. but he doesn't want to because he knows nah. that, he knows that, he knows that sheldon, with it. yeah but i love it though i love his aspect but he knows that sheldon is the person that no matter how we feel about his perspective as a white male Everybody seems to want to rally around it because he has this leadership ability that Walt talked about. And Walt doesn't like that. And as Walt went through this journey, he realized that this is crazy out of all this stuff. And even now, even after, again, even after you have reality in its face, sitting and staring at you, you still refuse it. And that's fine. Everybody has their stubbornness, but everybody has their own morale and code and everything like that. But I love how Walt is doing that to realize. Walt became the best character for me when he literally killed his own daughter. Like, yeah. like yeah. that happened because his daughter was like, I'll reach into his, in Black Star's mind. I know that it was you. 
I know everything was you. I know that that whole image of uh, Star Fox was uh, or whatever, some Fox was not you. I mean, it was not him. It was you. It was you playing that that role. And and he was like, you just knew too much. And he was like, I wish, you know, it like he was, you she was throwaway. Everybody is throwaway to Walt except Sheldon. I guarantee you season two, that's what yeah. you're going to yeah, the only I thing agree. I'm going to add to that, the only thing I'm going to add to that, it's amazing how he can eliminate the female, the woman, but he won't do it to his own brother. Mm. The brother. And, that, and, and I don't care. That, I don't care. That, that, that is your that, We got to end it. Thank you all for joining another great episode of Black Nerd Fridays. Please, comments on the replay. Tell us what you think. And I'm going to leave you all with a question. And I'm getting better at this as I go back and forth, but sometimes I got, <laughs> I got some work to do. Uh, but I'm going to leave you with this question right here. Why does humanity dream of superheroes instead of creating the world uh, they dream of if they had these superpowers? So it's like they act like we act like we need these. Uh, we need to be super strong or have telepathy or anything to actually change what it is that we want to change. And reality is we just got to get out there and do it and be uncomfortable being, we have to be comfortable being uncomfortable and actually yeah. put in the work. And I think that this dream of superheroes is really just a reality of if I just did that. And I want to leave with that question. And if it was a little convoluted, excuse me on that, but I really think that this is a good question. Why do we always dream of superheroes when we have the power right there and not the blue magic, but for the actual power. Um, again, check us out. Uh, check us out at, at uh, Black Nerd Fridays on uh, Instagram, uh, uh, Fridays Nerds on Twitter, uh, Black Nerd Fridays on, on Twitch, or uh, BN, uh, BNF08 on Twitch. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're everywhere. Go to our Instagram. We got our link there. We got the link tree set up so you can go everywhere. We, we, we enjoy doing this. This is fun times. Next week, we're doing something that we all enjoy. Castlevania Season 4. Let's go. Like, yes. So, yes. I'm so excited about Castlevania Season 4. I got so many things to talk about, so I can't wait. Again, all in all, before we get out of here, um, Ren said he would like, uh, he said doesn't really want Season 2, but Season 2 he'll watch. Kinky Suds, is it a Season 2 for you? No, no Season 2. I'll for check me, it, but I, I'm, I had my bar. It's like negative. Hey, for me, it's a season so two. Anything definitely. would be better. You 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 got you got to love it. You got to love it, and I hope that they do more with the characters. I lo- I know it's the CW of the boys, but reality is is that it really goes in depth. This delusional aspect that this white man has of what the world really is, and I love that because it literally is falling apart, and he knows it's falling apart, but he has steadfast into making it the way that. He, he envisioned this to be, and that's just not reality. And it brings me so much joy. I laugh. I have great times with it. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great show to me just from that aspect. So mm-hmm. Stinky Suds is Blackbeard and Nerd. It's, 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 it's your host, D-Neil, and we will catch you on the next episode of Black Nerd Fridays. Castlevania Season 4, can't wait, is going down. And as always, cheers. Boom. Cheers. Cheers. Good times.